Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the New Mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters, the Temptress Witch, Miss Ivy, the Senior Official Ref, Amy Veronica, OG Will Denardo, and the Executive, Mr. Nelio Cuomo Costa. Talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. The boys are back in town. Nelio is here with us tonight, and Ref Amy is one of the dudes. It's just how it is tonight. It is what it is. Ref Vic, you're a dude tonight. You have, you have a hammer on you. You know, it is what it is. Good Lord. I'm the biggest one here, obviously. 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 Um, so we are going to talk tonight. Uh, well, first of all, hold on. Before we, before we jump into shit, Nelio, brother, it's been like... A year since you've been on your own damn show. I've been, I've been longer. I've been gone longer than CM Punk has been away. I heard you for years. While I was gone, I heard you. At you too, David Blaine. I heard you. Canning my name. Oh, yes. How? So tell us, man. How, how's things going in the world of uh, in the world of Nelio, bro? It is so. It, things are so busy. Um, I feel like I'm just being a bad father because I'm so busy. But uh, uh, no, it's been amazing, actually. Uh, you know, there's so much amazing things happening uh, that it, it actually forced me to delegate and not bottleneck a bunch of stuff that I have going on. Um, you know, a lot of people have really stepped up uh, at CCW uh, and at, at at Helios and Luxstone and my other businesses as well. Everyone's been kind of like uh, uh, stepping up. And, uh, uh, you know, I just have been swamped but that being said still found time to watch as much wrestling as i possibly can because i love professional wrestling and i miss you guys i missed every single person except Amy. i see her all the time but i missed uh, uh everybody <laughs> oh man we miss you too brother we miss you too we, it was we- it's crazy because like you i started like think i would start to think about funny things i wanted to say on the podcast and then i was like literally like ah but i'm training with some Good guy. Some great guy. I'm sorry. I'm training on in Thursday with somebody else, you know, like and I'm supposed to be here on Thursdays. So like uh, 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 I'm really, really, really happy to be back. And I, I told myself this was the week. This was the return. You know, uh, finally, uh, 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 you know, billionaire Ted opened up the pocketbook and signed me on long term. There you go. And he's going to he's going to let me work hook, send a hook. So I'm That's back. That's right. Boom. It's, it's great to have hook. you, brother. It's part, it's great to have you here, man. I'm I'm so happy you're back. And uh, no Tyler, no Ivy, so it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, best, we're, we're gonna send we're gonna send our best wishes. No, sending to, love, yeah, sending dude, love to, to Tyler. To Tyler, I knew I was gonna family. bury them right in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Tyler. No, we love you, Ivy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they they got some some shit going on right now, so we want to make sure we're, we're taking care of them. We're giving them the same number, the, the same joke we make about Nelio. They get the same number of paid vacation exactly. days as everyone else. You know. Exactly. So. Uh, <laughs> So Look, we're the federal. The feds are closing in on them. That's why they're That's preparing right. their federal case. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so my friends, we're going to jump in here and we're going to talk about the uh, the WWE draft a little bit now that it's concluded. It, it ended on Monday night, um, and uh, so the the roster we had thirty six men drafted to Raw. We had fourteen women drafted to Raw. We had twenty nine men drafted to SmackDown and ten women drafted. Excuse me, to SmackDown. So we are. Um, Wait, we have we had thirty nine. You said in ten, thirty six and fourteen for so fifty Raw. and Raw. Raw. 
33 hours, right? And we have 33 hours a week. Right. It's three hours a week. Feels like it. (laughs) And we have uh, 29 men and 10 women to SmackDown. So we have one less. It's 50 50 and 40. Oh, okay. 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 It's 50 and 39, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, Which kind of, which makes sense based on the amount of programming, I think. Um, yeah. I think I think what I really want to get into tonight, and uh, and I don't want to read the lists per se, but I'll I'll throw some of the names out there, um, and and let's talk about whether or not we think that the the draft, you know, Vince McMahon always used to say it's time to shake things up, right? And it was meant to to make our interest go kind of go back up with the programming and change the season a little bit, um, and and realistically speaking, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, right? Sometimes we get something fresh and sometimes we don't. Like when they move whole feuds from one show to another, well, why do I care about this feud if I didn't care about it before? Stop moving, you know, split these two up, right? Um, but I think that 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 some of these moves could do some good things for some of the people here. Um, you know, some of the big names that went to Raw, Big E obviously stayed there. Randy and Riddle stayed there. Edge moved to Raw. Keith Lee stayed there. The Mysterios went over. Uh, they called up Austin Theory again, so I guess he's uh, he's uncanceled from the main roster. Uh, <laughs> they kept Bobby Lashley. Uh, they brought Seth Rollins over. They kept Priest. Uh, Styles. Finn Balor. Balor came over. Yeah, KO came over. Profits came over. Uh, B- BDSM man. BDSM man is still there. Uh, G- Gable Stevenson got signed to Raw that's right a, off the bat. That's an interesting name. Yeah, G- of, Gable Stevenson. Like, I, I want to talk about that a little bit more uh, yeah. as we move forward. Drake Maverick got got called up to Raw. Um, he'll be he'll be in the twenty four seven stuff. So yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm looking for oh Chad Gable and Otis got called over to Raw. Uh, uh, Apollo Cruz. Apollo Crews like, and Command Disease. Uh, I thought you weren't going to read the list, Ted. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about the, I'm talking about the, the changes. Like I'm not going to read the list, but the uh, here's the list. In the women's division, Bel Air came over. Uh, Lynch came over. And Carmella. I think that's really well, They it. moved Becky and uh, – they, they moved Shaka. Well, they, yeah. 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 They, they, they moved they both they of them to, to Raw. And then they, they yeah they swapped Sasha, Charlotte went to they SmackDown. kept Sasha on SmackDown and yeah. Charlotte's on SmackDown yeah yeah so do they like literally swap belts or is the Raw champion on SmackDown right? I don't know that, so, I'm so worried that they're literally just going to pass the belts to each well, other that's what they did yeah, that's but, what they did with the tag belts last year well, leading yeah. up we're getting into issues of lineage and tradition there I don't like that. yeah it's weird uh, I don't know that's what they I did mean, with I love tag, it tag belts actually. I love that <laughs> lineage and tradition doesn't matter that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Um, and SmackDown picked up a couple of big names. McIntyre, um, they split the new day up again, so Big E's on Raw, but Kofi and Woods are on SmackDown. Um, they have Roman and McIntyre. Yeah, That's they have Roman and McIntyre. Yeah, uh, Hardy the, got th- Hardy got drafted to SmackDown. I think the big the biggest name that moved to SmackDown is honestly Hit Row, them being mm-hmm. called up. Yeah, Hit Row got called like, up. Yeah, who did? What a pick, right? Like that was four people with one pick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Stay, a stable from NXT. Hit I know them. I know them. I met the girl at the PWA show last time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it obviously means big things for Isaiah Scott. Yeah, I like how about the- uh, how about Frank AJ Francis, former yeah. CCW wrestler, took yeah. the uh, elbow from Alex Ocean through the table and then disappeared and showed up in NXT. Yeah, yeah. Also didn't. Oh well, yeah, good guy. 
Uh, look at that. CCW is just drafted to SmackDown, was it? Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Oh, and Jinder. Jinder went over to SmackDown. Also, that's a, that's a relatively big name. My, I mean, the biggest name for me is Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet went over. That'll be good. Now, now he can fall down the card over at SmackDown instead of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> when is um, this contract up? Ooh, who knows? Not Hopefully, soon never. <laughs> Hopefully, he stays with a great, you know, where he's at. It's a good idea. I think I, they need to push Ricochet. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he you know, if they want to, they want to combat flippy flips. They gotta, they gotta put well, on some flippy flips. It's funny because when I would watch Ricochet in um, New Japan. Uh, you know, he he really did remind me of like a very unpolished, good working rock. Just his look, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's beautiful man. You know, obviously he's a one, like he's wonderful in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then it's weird when you you put him in the situation when he went to WWE, how small he just looked right away, just because of the giant. He went to the land of the giants. It's really yeah. difficult in New Japan. We standing next to Osprey and um, some of those smaller guys. You know, like even. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Ishii and stuff. They're small guys, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like Okada looks like a giant, but he's normal size in WWE. And then you have Ricochet, uh, you know? So it was weird. So it was hard, you know? Yeah. I was like, I was in my mind, I'm like, oh, there's, of course they're going to, they, they they signed Ricochet. Of course he's going to win the Rumble. I thought he was going to win the uh, Royal Rumble. Mm. Yeah, I thought he was going to win the Royal Rumble and wrestle Brock, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania the year that he was signed. And how wrong was that? <laughs> how oh, off trust, base trust me, was I, I? I was by like I was on that that bandwagon like, for a while too. Trust me, you know, like literally the opposite thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever the opposite of what I said happened. That's what he I got was. put into a tag team with right uh, Alistair Black. <laughs> Yep. Exactly. That's not bad. Now Alistair yeah. Black is Malachi Black. Yeah. Still a black yeah. guy. But uh, yep. uh, right, baby. Oh man. Oh no. Well, she, no, she well, knows buttons. I'll tell you what. Sorry, I'll get rid of her. Just, no, you're good. Here. you're good. You're good. Do the thing you got to do, man. Looking um, looking at the list that went like of men that went to SmackDown. Another interesting name to me is Ridge Holland. It's like he's in the middle, like he's literally in the middle of a feud in NXT. But I also learned that these changes don't happen until after Crown Jewel. Right. Right. So they're going to cap things off on NXT yeah. and do what they've got to do. Um, what do you, like, uh, I know you guys, have, I'm sure, have been talking about it, but you guys like the new NXT? You know I love this. I do. I, I do. love the new, I love, it looks like, a, it looks like an indie uh, uh, auditorium. Mm-hmm. It looks like a gym. Mm-hmm. I thought I the was, colors were a, like when it was announced. I thought this was going to be horrible, but it's it's it works oddly well for yeah. everything that they're doing. I can see like the idea of going for that younger demographic, and it's mm-hmm. really like when you don't like the narrative, change it. So AEW is like, oh, we're so cool, and we're the demo gods, and we're going for this, you know, whatever eighteen to thirty five or whatever. And then he's like, fine, we'll go, we'll go for to like to 15-year-olds mm-hmm. and to like you know early 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna like push that. And it's something, it was an idea, you know, and it's something that it's like if something is you don't fight fire with fire, you know what I mean? Right. But fire with something else. So I'm sorry, I haven't been on. I'm sure you guys have probably 
No, it's fine. We really, we really only talked about it after the uh, the first episode. And I've obviously, I've, I mean, you've read the chat a lot. I've been yeah. very critical about it, and honestly, I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Right. Early on, it was, it, it was, it's a little jarring, and the fact that like yeah. they're just, they're just uh, uh, debuting new people. Mm-hmm. And they're I mean, Ste- Steiner's kid looks like an absolute superstar oh, already. Unbelievable! I think that's the biggest thing to come from. Yeah. Uh, uh, it so far is uh, uh, Rex Steiner. <laughs> That's really yeah. Uh, 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 oh, I think he's Braun, wonderful. He's I know Braun Breaker is his name. It's Braun. It's Braun, Braun Brecker. Breaker. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's Braun Strowman 2.0. But but uh, 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 he's not like that at all. He's he's he can work. He's, he's wonderful. Yeah. 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 So that would that would be a guy that I would. That and thank, I would, thank God he did not get his uncle's mic skills. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds a little uh, like Scott, you know. He, he looks Scott. He looks like Scott. He looks yeah, like young like Scotty, but he's Rick's. <laughs> but he's Rick's son. But I What's listen. That? Oh, that's okay. We know. Have <laughs> you guys been around Scott Steiner? <laughs> you never know. Big bad voodoo daddy. <laughs> Scott Steiner's been around your wife. If you're not 100 sure that child is yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shoot. So no, but even uh, even um, <laughs> um, you have Von Wagner now. Um, mm-hmm. He he, Von Wagner's a second generation guy. Um, even some of the tag teams, like uh, the tag team championship match that they had last night, um, the the two uh, like Southern guys. Uh, um, it was the elimination uh, tag team match for the uh, uh, for the tag championships, and they were they eliminated uh, Grizzled Young Vets. Because it. Mm. it was supposed to be just a regular, they changed it to a uh, to an elimination style, and uh, mm. the uh, the first two out were Carmelo Hayes and uh, his partner Trick, whatever his last name is. I have, I haven't seen these guys enough to remember their uh, their names. That's unfortunate, but it's just kind of how it is right now. But um, well, they're going to change when they go up to the main roster anyway. Well, that's big facts. Big facts. Yeah. Uh, what I like, what I like too, is uh, Briggs using... and um, it's it's Briggs and some Brooks guy. Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. Yes, Jensen yes. and Briggs. Those guys are incredible. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. using also they're using a lot of Florida independent talent. Um, and what's cool is is you have these new guys and you're mixing them with indie talent, uh, a little bit reminiscent of like a dark type of situation, and they're giving the indie talent some some time to shine. So. Um, even, they're even so new they're, that you uh, never know who's. I mean, you know who, but you don't. You don't know. You know, you can yeah, at least puts yeah. an, an, a germ in your mind that there's a possibility of some things happening there, which is cool. Interestingly yeah. enough, I thought that so Odyssey Jones had a match against LA Knight, and mm-hmm. you. Uh, I mean, you know how critical I've been of how they've been using LA Knight. He actually mm-hmm. won right. the match, mm-hmm. but that was due to distraction. But I, I don't think that like. It did enough for both guys, right? Like, Jones looked really good in the match, but uh, it set, it keeps the feud between uh, Jones and um, oh, the the. I again, I'm I'm bad with names to begin with, but um. Listen, only one of us can have COVID fog right now, and it's me. Okay, I still have it. Well, a year later, I, I still remember. Have COVID fog. Go ahead. Uh, my doctor said it never ends. Oh, man. We just be like this way forever. <laughs> Double your Adderall medication, uh, Ted. Oh man. Snort it. 
But anyway, let's. I want. I want to circle back because. Um, yeah, let's get back to the draft. And as is usual, when when Nelly we're, was we here, went off we, the rails. We're, we're getting. We're getting. There. We're getting, getting down the there. rabbit hole here. We're getting out there. Um, yeah. So let's talk about. Let's talk about the results of the draft. The call ups from NXT. Um, and let's let's you know let's kind of go back and forth a little bit here. Do we think that this is going to be enough to? invigorate the the wwe product right now because obviously the biggest the biggest complaint from the audience right now is that the wwe uh has not is not giving the fans what they want there's not there's not enough fan service from the wwe is is the biggest complaint that i'm hearing from the majority of the wrestling fans that i communicate with through our social media and um one of the one of the points that i heard directly from uh from a, a good listener of ours i won't i won't say which one it is because i don't want him to catch any crap from anybody else uh i'll tell you guys off air but uh one of the things that i heard from from one of them is just basically that when you when you go from watching the car crash style type match that you get from aew watching the wwe product just seems so slow and then and you just don't get the same you don't get the same kind of ride from it you don't get the same kind of rush from it and um and and I said let me play let me play issue. devil's advocate immediately there. Okay. And here's something like you know like maybe professional wrestling isn't exactly how you you intend and perceive it to be. Maybe these people have forgotten what it was like to be a child or a teenager or a a, a, a fan who doesn't go and watch every every uh, indie match from 1978 on. They're not scouring the All Japan Women's Division. They're not watching the G1 from 2004. You know, and then what happens is is they watch a wrestling match and they're like intrigued by like a story or something like that. And honestly, like that car crash style only goes so far. Uh, it only goes so far. Like one of the things that I'm coming to grips with as as our own audience base increases is uh i have people who call me and say hey um we love the show but two guys looked like they were killing each other and bleeding to death and i brought 11 children to the show mm-hmm. and then i was like oh i'm an idiot <laughs> the fans were cheering you know like you know ccw and and holy shit and all that good stuff and and everyone said it was so great what about those 11 kids that actually mean a lot to me? Because like when, what, what we watch, what I produce wrestling for was for the child in me, you know? So yes, it's not, uh, uh, you're not watching two guys bludgeon each other and, or do like, like you said, like a car crash style or, mm-hmm. or like, like there was a hair versus hair match on rampage between orange Cassidy and, um, uh, Evans, uh, yeah, yeah uh, Jack Evans, Jack yeah. Evans, and I was watching it, and I was like, "Why, why?" And it's this stuff like that where it's like, I bet you if it was done on WWE television or NXT, it would just be done differently. So it's it's one of those things like wrestling isn't for you, mm-hmm. not not just for you. I mean, it is for you, but it's yeah. also for other people. So it's like, uh, uh, it's weird, you know. The the average audience age for WWE is 62 years old and we're not none of us are 63 years old right mm-hmm. so like maybe we would prefer to watch John Moxley fall in attacks I would prefer that than a slow like story driven plotting match but a 62 year old 
and an 11 year old probably should, I don't want, like, I don't want a, a seven year old to watch someone fall into tax or something like that. Right. So it's the thing that it's just like, you push things so far, then you have to take the, the, uh, uh, um, you have to take the genie back or whatever. You have to take the devil out of the, out of it for a second so that you can build it again. And I feel like that's the stage that WWE is in. Mm. Uh, you need to have the new generation before you have the attitude era. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You needed to have certain things to set it up. And I feel like we've gone so far. And that, that, that's like the idea like of this is where we are. Let's take a step back. Let's change. Let's go to a new demographic. And I think it's a smart move. But wrestling's not just for you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just for and – the, and the, the scary part is his wrestling ratings are – I mean, Tony Khan is paying CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Malachi Black, Andrade – Kenny Omega, all of these people, a lot of money and a million people are watching. You know what I mean? A lot of people are buying the pay-per-views, but then you go on the other hand that like, where's the fan that, where's the million people that were watching TNA on Spike TV when they were not spending that amount of money. So it's just a weird, like, is, is us just pushing our pedal to the metal so far good for wrestling? Like wrestling is not the most popular. It feels like it because of social media, but I don't think wrestling is the most popular it's ever been. That's probably in the like either the late '90s or the uh, early Hulkamania, you know, middle middle Hulkamania. Yeah. It's probably yep. like mo- way more mainstream and popular and stuff like that. And then mm. I feel like social media has given us this thing like the best wrestling ever is happening right now, and wrestling is more important now than it ever was before. And I I disagree. Yeah. No, I think WWE I think disagrees because they're trying to kind of like pull it back. <clears throat> yeah. Because that rubber band will just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. that's that's my that's my uh, thing to a smart you know Cesaro doesn't have to win every single time you know <laughs> no what did I tell you the last time you were here you were bashing Cesaro stop it damn it stop. I love Cesaro <laughs> in fact every time Cesaro doesn't win clean in the middle of the ring every single time whenever I want him to I freak out and I beat my wife or something <laughs> I guess I don't know <laughs> all right that's so how much I want to, Cesaro to win to, so badly. To your point, like I've I've changed I've changed that opinion because I've I mean for a while I was I was pretty opinionated on like how people weren't being used the way that they should be. Like I've mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of guys that I enjoyed watching go to WWE and kind of be buried in the card, but at the same time, like you still have to earn your stripes and stuff. And on top of that, it's not just for me. Mm-hmm. Well, no, and, and there's a huge there's a huge audience like us. Who watched uh, Osprey? Who know who Osprey is? There's a huge yeah. audience, right? But there's a way bigger audience who has no idea who that is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if he goes to the WWE and they go, "You're not Will Osprey anymore. You're Willie England." <laughs> here's here's a, a a a cape with a British with a Union Jack on it. It's like one of those things where it's like nobody's wrong. I mean. Would I say the WWE should do that? Hell no. no. But like, they're gonna have to reintroduce who Osprey is. AEW AEW yeah. made a huge mistake in thinking that. Um, uh, uh, what, what was the last pay per view? Uh, All out. All out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, 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 Minoru Suzuki, his yeah. long entrance, mm-hmm. and then walking slowly to the ring, and his back and forth with Moxley. Like 10% of the people in that building were freaking out. Mm-hmm. And 
80% of the people were lukewarm. No, okay. And another like 50% were lukewarm. And probably 30% of the people in that building were like, who's this guy Japanese guy (laughs) coming in to a pop song? So I know Tony Khan was super excited about it. I was, I thought it was cool, but it was also a thing of like, wouldn't, wouldn't it been smarter to show like some vignettes of Minoru Suzuki, like killing people and say who he is. And then when he does show up, like the audience will be like, that was what the WWE would have done. They would have talked about him or dropped hints about him. But Tony Khan's like, this is going to be a huge surprise. Like, for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So right. that's one of the things where it's just like, it's just so weird because, uh, uh, in its best time, was it was three million people still watch Raw, in no. like the best episodes, right? Or is it? Is it no, no it's no, like one point like eight on a good day. Oh, that's bad. So you have two, <laughs> you have two million people who watch Raw. Raw, Raw is two, the C show now for for WWE, pretty much. Okay, I'm sorry. So SmackDown does three million a a, a, a week, right? SmackDown two does roughly roughly two two and a quarter. So when you have those two and a half million people, I don't think anyone would have known who Minoru Suzuki is, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it would say like probably 70% of the one million people who were watching, or they weren't watching Full Gear, but let's say he happened at Dynamite, maybe 70%, 65%, you know what I mean? But that also is scary because that million people or million and four people are going to watch AEW no matter what. Because they're diehard wrestling fans, and they they already have them, right? Yeah. What, where are those four? Like, how are they going to get those four million people that have stopped watching professional wrestling? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's it's not going to be the guys who watch New Japan. It's not going to be the guys who watch Ring of Honor. Or, you got to bring in the casual fans. Exactly. And the problem that you have is it's one. It seems like they're 100 focused on that hardcore fan, which is fine because. They can grow the hardcore fan audience, but not in the same level that WWE. Like Stone no. Cold brought my my like I was uh, uh, in whatever fifth grade or f- whatever it was fourth grade, uh, uh, and Stone Cold like was giving everybody the finger, and like the the cute cool girls in my class were watching Raw. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. CM Punk is not bringing a fifth grade girl. To no. watch. She's going to bring one of them in every class and she's going to wear a freaking rancid shirt. You know what I'm saying? And you, she's got a like, better chance the, you got a better chance of the teacher watching. Yeah, exactly. No, no, because her boyfriend, because that's the thing too, is like these boyfriends who like jam uh, 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 that like that style of wrestling down their uh, girlfriend's throats, you know, and they all are like rockabilly girls and like former goth girls and stuff like that. I go to the shows, guys. So the casual, the casual, the casual people who I you know, are the important people like is Suzuki's not going to grab that. Maybe Daniel Bryan a little bit, but the problem mm-hmm. you have is the re- the way Daniel Bryan was would have been able to grab them is because he was on WWE television for the last ten years. Yeah. So it wasn't like like uh, when CM Punk was like, um, I'm going to bury myself. But when CM Punk was like, I haven't been in the wrestling business since 2007 or whatever. I kind of he like been there for seven years, right? No, no, no. Uh, he was on 2007 because it's when he left Ring of Honor for the WWE. Right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and he was like, like, ha, wink, wink. Like, I was, it's like, but nobody would, you would not have gotten like, like you're coming out to the same song that you were coming out in that other company. Yeah, and that's why those people are cheering. They're not cheering because they saw CM Punk wrestle Eddie Guerrero. They, actually, if they saw that, it was on a WWE DVD that they they bought, Probably. like you know, a documentary about who he was, and they thought he was so cool. So it's a really strange like phenomenon. I think this whole thing, yeah. like you know who you know who would have been a bigger, uh, way bigger get for AEW Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns walks into AEW, he brings like 
in an unbelievable way, he brings more fan, edge maybe too, but, but like Roman Reigns brings more fans mm-hmm. into AEW than CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, unbelievably. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I think I got off on a tangent, but that style that you're talking about, that they're kind of pulling back those like simple matches, those simple TV, two, three minute matches. We were, we were primed to become wrestling fans on those matches in 1995 and 94. You know, I watched squash matches my whole life. So it was like a weird, uh, it's just a different type of storytelling. That's what the WWE is doing. And it might work. It won't work now. Like the, 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 the new generation didn't work at first. Mm-hmm. When it worked, it worked. <laughs> right. And I think, I think we didn't like going off of that, like all the, all these people moving from show, like from show to show, like, it really depends on how on how they're used. That's like we can't, well, that, and that's that's what I want to. That's when I jump into here. So, so I want to I want to start by going to ref Amy. Hey, can, can I say one more thing about no the, appar- the apparatus the apparatus <laughs> the apparatus of the draft is being misused. Yes, because you have an opportunity to delve slightly in to the the part where I think fans are like the AEW fan is more interested. They're more interested to know how much money CM Punk is getting made and uh, or how much money he's made and what it took to get him there and what they're talking about backstage than they are about him wrestling um, Daniel Garcia, uh, yeah. uh, who might be appearing in CCW. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, they're more interested in to know the back about that. And WWE is dropping the ball because you have an opportunity to have things happen like uh, uh, someone, I'm going to put together a package deal. Raw is going to put together six high-level superstars for us to go get Roman Reigns on our show. Because, like, you can start to talk about, like, oh, uh, Roman Reigns is a free, like, Brock Lesnar is a free agent, right? He's yeah. a free agent. I'm going to offer him an unprecedented, and the problem is you have to work this number because you don't actually want to or need to pay them more. Uh, I'm going to offer him an unprecedented contract to come on my show, you know, whether that's when they did it was like Stephanie and Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they made it I a mean, little too back, goofy. Yeah, they should when, put uh, up, they, they when should, Scott Snyder debuted, they were yeah, like, it's exactly you go? That's what I was just thinking. Where you go because of the money. It's the money. So yeah. what happens is you start putting stakes into it. So like the, the fact that like I used to watch uh, indie wrestling where they would have like a, a, a stupid battle royal for $5,000. And when I was younger, I was like, that's really cool. Like, these guys are going to leave with $5,000. Now I know they didn't let leave with $50. But uh, 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 that $5,000 battle royal, like it, it stakes like uh, 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 Jim Ross, even in Mid-South would, would say like, oh, he's going to take the trip in WCW. He gets the trip to the pay window. So these are the type of things that make wrestling what it is. And WWE had, has an opportunity to uh explore that and they're not they're just like making it seem random like who made those who made those where they where they kind of drop the ball a little bit is like the i mean when it comes down to it like the whole the way that AEW uh does like their wins and losses and stuff like that like it goes towards their rankings and stuff like that but it also like I, i feel like people forget that like that means more money like it legitimizes yeah it legitimizes it yeah for sure and and that that's why i i I guess that's why people get so upset when when things are 50 50 booked in wwe because like it kind of delegitimizes a lot of the uh a lot of the wins i guess stuff like that Mm. right well let's let's dive into uh 
into a little bit more specific stuff about the draft here. And I'm going to – Ref Amy's been a great audience for you two so far. Too. <laughs> the, two of you, the two of you, you know, can't, can't keep your mouth shut for more than 30 seconds. The easiest show here. ever. Amy, Amy's just sitting here looking beautiful and, like, staring at the camera. You know, it's, it's, it's happening. <laughs> so, Amy, uh, Raw, you and I have been, have been pretty openly critical about Raw in the last couple of months specifically. Um, you and I mm-hmm. have talked a lot about – the fact that um, it can't hold our attention for the time span for three hours, uh, that it's been um, it's been booked so in such a, a repetitive way that it, we just don't feel the need to watch it, and we end up watching highlights. You and I have both talked about that on air, yeah. and um, and so what I want to know from you is: Does the addition of Edge and Seth Rollins and the Mysterios? Uh, you know, Chad Gable and Otis, Gable Stevenson, does does that help you to want to turn into Raw, to tune into Raw when the draft takes effect later this month? Or do you feel like we're still in the same place? I mean, I feel with the addition of like Seth Rollins and Edge, I'm definitely a little bit more drawn to watching it now, but I don't like this last year has been, well, the last two years really with Raw has been so inconsistent. Mm. And like, The one thing that bothered me the most about this draft was the fact that the New Day got drafted to SmackDown. Because like what I said a couple of podcasts ago, I just wanted to see the New Day with Big E on top, just running house in um, Raw. On on what? Oh, on Raw. On Raw, yeah. And then when they got drafted to SmackDown, which also to me doesn't make sense because we talked about with, um, what was that uh, four-person tag team that got brought up? Um, Hit Row. Yeah, hit row. Mm-hmm. They used one pick to have four people. So why would SmackDown only draft Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston and not Big E if they're is stable? And because you could say he, that because E had already been drafted. Was he drafted? Well, why yeah. wouldn't the other one do the other way? Yeah, like why, why would? Yeah. yeah. So why are they? Why are they breaking up tag teams if they don't need to? Like, even if you plan on breaking them up, just just draft them. Like, and then right. you know, so who people. decides? Like, who decides? What, like, I'll be like, I, I, as the first pick on the Raw draft, I chose the SmackDown roster. Like, where does this end? Like, it's like, right. and then he'll choose the Raw roster, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'll choose the old Raw. And that, that's yeah. also in the women tag team division. The only women's tag team left are the champions. Everybody else got split up. Yep. You can make new, make new ones. Well, you can make new ones, but, like, they totally decimated that entire, like, division. Not that there was much anyway, but it, it, it was just a weird, like, to see those. You'll see some picks with two people, and then they would split up a tag team and not take over the other one. So yep. it's like, yep. I, I'm i optimistic, but not going to I actually think I think that the women's tag team titles are on their way out. I think, I I think, think so, too. I, I think WWE is going to phase them out. Too. Yeah. Um, because because they 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 didn't hit the way they wanted it to because well, because they, they didn't use it right you know yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, that's their own fault. Well, well, let's let's talk about let's talk about this from the other side of the coin here. Um, and, and Will, I'm going to send this one to you. Uh, SmackDown picked up McIntyre, picked up Kingston and Woods. Uh, you know they they picked up Hit Row. And Ricochet, obviously, we talked about that a little bit. Um, Viking Raiders, too. Viking Raiders, Jinder Mahal. Do, do we think that this was enough of a shakeup to keep SmackDown fresh for another year? Or do you think that we're going to run into the same problems we ran into with all these guys on Raw? So, to me, like, looking at all the people that were drafted to SmackDown, it looks like they're really, re, like, 
refreshing the SmackDown tag division over mm-hmm. anything else. Like, there's a lot of tag teams that went to SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's their highest viewership. Yeah. You know? Why does it have to be a year, right? Couldn't they just package trades and, like, make things happen? Maybe you have a uh, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. During the season. Like, I'm, like dis- I'm disgruntled because uh, somebody cheated in a title match. I didn't get my rematch. I'm really upset. And I'm sitting out my contract until you trade me to Raw. And then now it's like, well, his value's lower because he's refusing to wrestle. And why would I want to bring somebody with a bad attitude? And then he gets a, a dump to, for NXT, our to NXT for some, <laughs> for some for some prospects. Yeah. And then he goes in NXT and he has a a, a huge uh, resurgence. He gets near the belt. He almost does it. Blah 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 blah. And he gets drafted up to Raw the next mm-hmm. time. There it is. Mm-hmm. This story like that is you can start like that's what I think the the intention originally was is like. Yeah. ECW is gone. WCW is gone. The the invasion is over. Like, let's create fake uh, uh, um, rivalry. Yeah, uh, let's get a fake competition because there was no yeah. competition, right? Mm-hmm. There's a the thing. There is competition now. So a lot of this draft stuff, you have to try even harder. I think because what happens is it's like they're waiting for when Kevin Owens' contract is over. Yeah. They're waiting for when Sami Zayn and those guys are going somewhere else. That's mm-hmm. a real thing. That's more intriguing to, to the wrestling fans, the hardcore wrestling fans, than a lot of the stuff that's happening actually on the show. So that right. makes it even more important for you to do your absolute best on the show to, um, you know, create this type of interest in it. You know, right. use right. the apparatus that you created. Yeah. There was a, it was a genius idea at the time because you can hire Eric Bischoff. Paul Heyman at one time was a GM. Mick Foley mm-hmm. was a GM. Uh, Steve Austin. You can integrate. You can integrate some of these older stars on the show without just saying, "Hey, it's Legends Night." Steve Austin comes and stuns somebody with a beer. You can have these guys who are on the road mentoring the future generations of the professional wrestlers that you're trying to push, and, and, and you can you can do great things with this apparatus, but they're they're not using it to its fullest extent. They're doing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're doing the best that like, they can. Obviously, like, you can see that they work their asses off at the WWE. Everybody busts their ass at the WWE, but they could. I just feel they could use the apparatus better. Yeah, yeah. As, I mean, as a sports fan, like one, just talking about like when Ted and I talk about the Eagles or something like that. Like we love talking about like what could we do to make the team better? Who could we go yeah. get? stuff like that? Well, how about how about uh, for the last month in Chicago? Who's QB one? Obviously, Justin <laughs> Fields is a better player, but Matt, Matt Nagy has a freaking problem with with uh, Justin Fields. It's clear, right? He's not. He's got a play. He's got a playbook that only worked in his first season. The tricks are out. They're ticky tack and they're BS. Now imagine if we were saying that about Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. who's running SmackDown. He keeps yeah. on doing the same. He's trying to recreate the SmackDown Six again. He's past his prime. You know who who SmackDown needs? Someone with a mind like Robbie E. Right now. Is it really Paul Heyman doing that? No, but that's a story that you can tell. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. say, why is he trying to recreate There's the, so, there's so many possibilities. He, he's they're, past, they're he's dropping past the ball. Prime. And then you bring in you bring in a, a a younger wrestling mind, a young intelligent wrestling mind to come in and, and do it. And there you have the young guy on SmackDown or the, or the young guy on Raw trying to do to bring in the youth movement. And then you have the guys who stick into his stars on SmackDown. And there you have it. Then we can complain about why you know, this is happening uh, on SmackDown and Raw, whatever. And guess what? You can do it through the entire lens of uh, reality. You don't have to say, like, he's Paul Heyman's making the guy lose or whatever. You're saying that he's 
you know, putting the matches together the best that he can. He believes in Austin Theory or he believes in, in this guy. So he's, he's, you know, he's pushing him. So it's a, right. it's a, it's a, it's a uh, just, oh, I'm too passionate about this. I feel like, I feel like a mark. <laughs> I am, well, I'll tell I you what, I, I, I want to hear what our, what our listeners have to say and what our Come viewers on, David have Blaine, to say. Tell me. Um, so, so in our comment section, I want you guys to tell us, did the draft help you to get invested in these WWE shows that some of you guys have been complaining about to us on social media? And, uh, and do you feel like, uh, you are more intrigued to watch at the end of the month now when this draft kicks into place. Uh, if you are listening on a podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, make sure to hit us up on social media at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Make sure you follow us across all of our platforms on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We do not have Snap because Snap is Instagram for people who can't read. And uh, and let us know how things are going, folks. Let us know how I'll you're doing. A snap? What's a Snap? No, we're not doing a Snap. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not helping the, uh, the lack of literacy in this about country. A TikTok? We're not doing it. Why don't you do a TikTok? <laughs> no, maybe we'll do a TikTok. We'll see. All right, my friends, before we let you go, please make sure to go to whatamaneuver.net, grab all of your Rewind Wrestling gear. You can get your Tyler Ticker shirt like I'm wearing. You can get your OG shirt. You can get your Ivy Fan shirt. Make sure that you go and grab all of it over there. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Please remember to donate to Bryce and, uh, and head over to Coastal Championship Wrestling uh, at their website at ccwrestlingfl.com. I leave usually, for two months and you forget I get my it. website. No, usually okay. I get it. COVID Oct- fog. <laughs> October. Yeah, I got it too. I got the COVID fog too. October 16th, Nashville, Tennessee. CCW presents the next chapter. Tom Latimer. Chase uh, Stevens is, is there with his uh, CCW international title, defending against Miami Mike again, and Lou Spector. And the big match on the show, NWA women's champion, Camille. She will defend her title against Anna Diaz. This is... Nashville, Tennessee, October 16th. Go and buy your tickets right now. It's going to be an insane show. Uh, we also have a huge match that we're trying to sign. Uh, it's huge in South America, but it's going to be something. It's going to be a spectacle for you to see. Uh, so definitely be there. A bunch of awesome stuff. Country Air is uh, uh, wrestling TSF. Uh, the Nightmare Factory is increasing their um, uh, increasing their influence on the show. Jessica Savage will also be wrestling Caitlin Alexa. It's going to be great. Nashville, October 16th. Then the next day, get on a flight at 6 a.m. in the morning. Flying down to West Palm Beach, Florida, the Kelsey Theater. It is the CCW return of the vampire warrior, Gangrel. Gangrel will wrestle Johnny Knockout, and guess what? This is an exclusive. That show, Nightmare on Park Avenue, October 17th, 6 p.m. Tickets are available. Go to ccwrestlingfl.com. $20 premium seats, $15 general admission seats. We're lowering our prices because we're going to pack the house. Uh, All... I'm announcing this now. All matches there, ECW rules. So there will be no disqualification throughout the night. It's going to get a little uh, uh, wild in there. So we have Alex Ocean versus Vic Garson. We have a tables match. South American Alliance uh, with Fonzie will defend the CCW Tag Team Championships against Mosh and Mayhem and NVIDIA in the tables match. It's going to be awesome. You have Matthew Justice, uh, part of the uh, GCW Tag Team Championships. We're trying to sign the uh, uh, second gear crew against South American Alliance, but uh, we couldn't get Mansur down here. We got Matthew Justice. Matthew Justice is going to wrestle Jackal Stevens for the CCW Southeastern Championship. That's something that you're not going to want to miss. The return of the Vampire Warrior in a huge main event, plus a couple of surprises up our sleeve. And then it doesn't end there. The next weekend, October 22nd, 
Breakout Six at the CCW at the CCW Arena. Uh, uh, 8 p.m. We have some, we have Meadow who is all over the uh, uh, sheets right now. He had a uh, an offer already from a, a couple of international companies. He is uh, close with Rusev, and this guy he looks like a million bucks. He's going to change a lot of things in CCW. So you can watch him at his beginning, near his beginning. Um, at, at the CCW Arena Breakout 6, obviously, uh, you have Amy Veronica on all these shows, so you should just come there. But December 23rd, I'm announcing it right here. Trial by Fire in Port St. Lucie. Christy James versus Bianca Corelli. We have the CCW uh, heavyweight champion, Santos, and he's either going to wrestle Agni or Cha-Cha Charlie. I don't know. One of those two. One of those two guys are going to get the title shot. Uh, we also have a lot of really cool stuff happening there. Um, Port St. Lucie tickets are flying on that one. So just go and buy it. And then this is an exclusive. Nobody knows except me and Rich Swan. And now you November 6th, Bash of the Brew 10, the introduction of our collaborative CCW brew beer. Officially it's brewing right now. I tasted what it's going to taste like taste delicious. I'm going to drink like two kegs myself. So that will be available uh, in uh, South Florida. The CCW uh, uh, Brew, in conjunction with Unbranded Brewing Company, our partners over there, uh, and a Union Brewing Company called Triple Choke Slam. It's delicious. It's not too heavy, and you can just drink it all day. So um, if you're in South Florida, or if you're not in South Florida, I'll find a way to get it to you legally. <laughs> uh, um, it's going to be delicious. And in that same show, we have Rich Swan. He'll be wrestling. Alan S2S. Martinez. You also have the return of the Cha-Cha Juggernauts. Vince Steele and Cha-Cha Charlie are going to be wrestling Jake Tucker and Damian Finrear. We had uh, an insane batch of the brew, uh, so that, that story is going to be awesome. And there's going to be some more surprises up our sleeve. Rich Swan's going to wrestle S2S, Alan Martinez. Rich Swan wants to win the CCW Heavyweight Championship. He wants the Southeastern Championship, but he's starting with a wrestler that he particularly saw as someone that like uh, blew him away, he sees how good Allen is. So he wanted to have that match. So be there November 6th, highly of Florida, unbranded uh, brewing company, uh, batch of the brew 10 and go and you can try our triple uh, collaboration, triple choke slam, CCW beer, the official beer of CCW. And uh, of course, CCW training facility, we're in Port St. Lucie now and we're in Miami. So if you're in and around South Florida, you have two locations. And as Gangrel uh, says uh, every single day, um, do you want to be a mark or do you want to leave a mark <laughs> every single day he says that so come to uh, the ccw training facility and start today and uh uh thank you guys man it's been so good to be back i'll be around a lot more uh i'm i'm really enjoying it and uh live wrestling every tuesday night things are picking up over there as well a lot of stuff is happening with ccw i expect to see a huge ccw presence uh, october 15th and october 16th watching uh, uh all elite wrestling on Elevation and on Dark, um, Marina Tucker now is doing her thing. So a lot of really good stuff. And then expect uh, some people on NXT popping up, maybe. Who knows? Uh, so cool stuff happening. Go to ccwrestlingfl.com. Be a part of it. And, folks, next week we have a huge guest lined up. We will be interviewing our good friend, Crowbar, WCW, Ring of Honor, WWF, ECW, TNA. And, uh, and most recently he wrestled in – He's Florida. all elite. Yeah. He's all elite, baby. So we'll be talking to him next week. Next Thursday night, we'll be talking to him. That episode will drop on the following Monday. We're super excited to have Crowbar back on the show. So make sure you check it out. And make sure you follow us across all of our social media platforms at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.
All right, my friends, it has been great having Nelio here on the show Always with us. Pretty we are uh, big bank. We are going to to continue to uh, to have him on for the next couple episodes because we're filming them all tonight, and uh, we will see you guys next <laughs> time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. 